Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lansing got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude Johnny Nani, and we are here to recap the White Sox loss to the Cincinnati Reds, one nothing. Before we do that, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap at Ontap Sportsnet. Following Johnny at Nani Johnny and me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating and review, because that's cool and tough. And if you want some awesome White Sox apparel, any Chicago sports apparel, really, you should go to Grandstand. If you're out at the ballpark, stop by Grandstand, follow them on socials at Grandstand Socks, or go to GrandstandSocks.com for any Chicago White Sox apparel you may need. Johnny, this one is nuts. How are you feeling? Dude, so the loss, obviously, it makes me feel disappointed. Uh, and there are obviously factors that blood into this, which we'll get into all that. But overall, I haven't been on the mic since the news of the Luis Robert injury. So my soul is just a little bit crushed, Buzz. I, I just feel more down in the dumps than normal. Like, you know, you, just going into the day, like knowing that there's going to be no Luis Robert for 12 to 16 weeks. And, you know, Eli Jimenez is on a similar timeline. It sucks. So I, wa- I want wins to pull me out. Tuesday night was good. And I know that's great. Uh, I love that. That made me feel a little better. But, you know, right now it just crushes your soul even more that's where i'm at well you know there's a good thing about that is uh we do you know you brought up last night's nine nothing victory we have victory beers when we lose we have the sea of sorrow beers so that's where i'm at right now i just cracked one crack them sea of sorrow misery whatever you want to call it it's yeah. uh, dr- drowning your sorrows no matter what it is 100 uh, you know, after a loss yeah you know what dude like last night I wasn't on the mic either, and, you know, they 9 nothing victory, awesome game. You come into an early game today starting at 11.30, which, thank you, because, like, it gave me something to do at work, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> instead of actually working. Yeah. Um, you know, turn the game on, start watching it, offense stagnant. Uh, Dallas Keuchel struggled a little bit there in the first couple innings, was getting his pitch count up, completely rebounded. As soon as I put that tweet out, I think he looked at his Twitter and he saw that I called for <laughs> Kopech to be the long reliever of the game. And then he just completely picks it up. But I mean, both offenses, Johnny, very stagnant. And for Cincinnati, they only scored one run in this in the two game series here. Yeah, two game set, only one run. So I can't be upset about that. Yeah, no, no, no. That's like you know, like a positive because that's the thing. We need to sit here and you know, it's going to be you know, kind of negative in uh, a down uh, down in the dumps kind of uh, reaction to what eventually culminated in the tenth inning here. But we do need to step back and I think look at some both positives and negatives. And one of the positives here is White Sox pitching staff, pretty damn solid here. Uh, I need to give a shout out to Stevo from the Sons of Anarchy podcast, and uh, it's very. Very simple, but uh, double play Dallas, and he came up with some clutch ones here. And obviously, that's you know what he's known for for inducing the ground balls, and he was able to do that uh, in some big spots. Uh, he had some another positive, so some pretty solid defense overall. Um, I 
I would say uh, throughout the series. So, you know, obviously had one error last night, but today, uh, you know, pretty, pretty spotless here. Uh, Excuse me, one error today, but uh, you know, there there were some other, you know, plays that, you know, Jose made nice stretches on different balls uh, in like, you know, at the turn, even though the throw is a little wide for him. So there were some positives here, uh, but obviously the end result, uh, not so good. Something I, I, I saw today, too, which was really cool. I, I was actually on baseball reference messing around, just looking at stats and whatnot, and it was actually tweeted out. God damn it, I can't remember who beat me to the tweet, but they beat me to it. But it was uh, in – what was it? Uh, Tim Anderson does not have an error, I think, in like the last, I don't know, 65 opportunities or something like that that he's had. I I, I just know that he doesn't have an error. I thought it was super cool. I'm going to look that up so I don't sound like a complete jag off. But um, I tried doing it off of memory, and then I remember I – I'm old and I feel like shit all the time. I can't fucking remember. But yeah, so I mean, you know, getting into the game, Johnny, I, I felt like the Sox struggled against <clears throat> Sonny Gray and, and his breaking stuff. And, and Lennon and, and Jason just kept pointing it out, how on point it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he was locating the ball. He was able to do what he wanted with it. He was full in batters. He played a really great game, even though he didn't come into the day with the great ERA. He did end up lowering it to a 3.92 ERA um, after he played today, but he had some good shit that had the Sox batters just baffled. I don't think it's his top line, but look at a guy like Lucas Giolito for the White Sox. His ERA is not indicative of what his skill set is um, so far this season. Same with Dallas Keuchel coming into this. I know you can make an argument for Keuchel regression, getting lucky at some points, and yada, yada, yada. That's all out there. But either way, those guys last year, you know, top of the line, receiving Cy Young votes there, not Sonny Gray. But talk about those guys and then coming back down, you know, coming to life. Unfortunately, it was against the White Sox for funny Sonny Gray, his kind of feel-it-out game. Right. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. And then, you know, again, even with Dallas, uh, you know, touching on him one more time here, like he goes 95 pitches today, seven innings. He let up two hits. He walked three, right? It won't only one strikeout, but he was very effective. I think that, I mean, could you say this was his best outing of the season? Yeah, I mean, just when you t- look at terms of results there, I mean, you know, not getting touched up, you know, in other games he has like, you know, slipped for like a little bit and then found a groove and then it gets like you said, uh, it wasn't extremely clean to start, uh, but he found it and it, you know, worked out well for him going seven. Um, that's pretty damn good, especially after, you know, kind of the ramp up time. He was a little bit a couple weeks back uh, behind the other pitchers uh, coming out of spring training uh, in terms of having starts under his belt uh, for ramping up. So, uh, yeah, I, I, w- I would uh, say that that the way that he settled in, uh, this can qualify as probably his best outing this year, Buzz. Yeah, absolutely. And then we get into the bats for the team. And obviously, like, you Two hits, usually, man. Yeah, Two we hits. usually run down inning by inning of, like, <laughs> yeah. what kind of happened. But in this one, it's just so difficult to do because the only guys that recorded hits for the White Sox today were Tim Anderson. He went uh, one for four. And Nick Madrigal, who went one for four. That's That's it. No one else recorded yeah. any hits. Yeah, and you got, I mean, the, the walk set, that's nice. You know, Grandal draws three today. Brie, you had one as well. But you got you to have more than that. You got to have hits. You got to start streaming them together, and it sucks. I always hate this term because it's like, oh, yeah, you want to pile on as much as possible. You never know what can happen in late innings. But it feels like after a game like this, we score nine in one game and then none in the next. It's like, couldn't we have saved a couple for today? Right. And I, I do. I do. I, I found the stat, Johnny. So 18 games for uh, for Timmy this year, right? Because, you know, he missed some time with mm-hmm. the injury or whatever. 152 innings in the field, whatever. No errors for Tim Anderson. Yeah. So that's, that, that's yeah, that's freaking cool and tough. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, he's becoming a well-rounded ball player. That's what that tells you. Yeah, you see him get it better every year. It's amazing. Um, Yeah, and you know, and the Grandal walking thing, he's been, as you know, he's been taking a ton of scrutiny this year, you know, just because he's not producing at the plate. But 
he did walk three times today and he raises that on base percentage to 363 johnny even though he's batting 121 yeah i mean it, there's it's been well documented the, the struggles of yasmani grandal and it's very frustrating for the money that you're paying him i agree 100 and i'm a yes backer i'm a yes man i love him i love the guy and uh, i think that he will break out of this funk so i do believe in him but uh it is nice to see that he can still sustain at least some level of value at the plate there uh you know three walks today that's three of your what uh four excuse me uh three outside outside the hits and a Braves walk uh he equaled the amount of base runners there today so right that's that's kind of unreal actually um so yeah i guess we we got to move on into it man so we get into the top of the ninth we don't make anything happen right kopak comes kopak comes in i was in the eighth um and then he was in for the ninth for a little bit too he has four strikeouts on the night or on the day, I'm sorry, not on the night. I keep saying the nights because usually we can play it at night. Um, but he also walks forward. He did let up one hit. Liam Hendricks comes in to relieve him, and we get out of the bottom of the ninth. Base is loaded. Hendricks gets us out of it to a ground ball to Makata. Um, now we move into the 10th with the my favorite fucking rule in all of baseball. Got you know, it. go ahead. Yeah, right? Go ahead and just start a runner on second base. I don't care what anybody says. Like, that rule... I, pisses me off i mean does it piss you off like me it's yes it's my personal opinion so people can outline the benefits and that's their opinion i just don't like it i would like the game to be completed to its finish um as it has been for so many years and i understand there were health and safety protocols in place last year i was hoping that was a one-year thing but unfortunately looks like we're getting tabbed with this and then you know i go other places and people just hate the length of the game uh being long well guess what i'd rather have a fucking five-hour game uh than sit here and uh you know this one you know obviously we're gonna talk about the mistake that led to this uh, and surely some self-inflicted wounds here um so i'm not relieving that but just as a general rule i'd rather see the game played to completion that's just me my personal baseball opinion i don't know johnny if it's like that i i hate change or or whatever you, you yeah. might want to say i i just i cannot stand it and it drives me nuts because i just what? like I, it's been it's, the way i've watched baseball forever you know and it's it's just the given then you you just it's a given it's not earned you know like and I understand that it doesn't like count towards a pitcher's earned run. Then if uh, <laughs> yeah, there we go, white, white Sox 2020, the extra inning rule is created for people who hate baseball. I think Buzz and I are in the same camp there. And I think Tony would share. And I think NWA Steve, I don't know. I'd have to get his further take on that, but uh, it doesn't seem very popular uh, among a lot of circles. So glad you're in agreement there with us, but uh, yeah, like a, it's just, it's given. I know it doesn't count towards then pitchers earned runs or whatever, but I don't give a shit about stats. I give about I give a shit about wins and losses for my team, you know? Right. I absolutely agree with that. So we get to the top of the 10th, Johnny, and this is where a lot of backlash is coming in mm-hmm. right now. And, and, and rightfully, rightfully so. so, rightfully yep. so, right? So, like, the, he has Liam Hendricks on second base. Now, this is not, and I want to point this out, this is not the reason they lost the game. I'm going to blame the offense as well, so I'm not mm. just like piling it on Tony Larusa. Yeah. Multiple factors, but builds up. Right, but he starts Liam Hendricks on second base, and kind of fast forwarding through, you know, Grandal will take a walk. Lurie Garcia grounds in, <clears throat> force to, out. Yeah, to a force out. Grandal goes to third. Hendricks goes to third. Or I'm sorry, Grandal's out at second. Hendricks goes to third. This is a call that drives me absolutely nuts. So you, yeah. you just got an out uh, with Lurie grounding out to get Grandal, and he's at first, and we send him. And he had the green light from Tony, so that was not a – because I made sure I looked before I brought this shit up. Yeah. 
he had the green light. They wanted to be aggressive. They wanted to be aggressive. Motherfucker, you had a you had a runner on on first and third. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Just you know, I know it's Billy Hamilton coming up, and like, are you trying to just get out of the double play? And I'll be honest, we both know here Billy Hamilton's pretty fucking speedy. Like maybe he has a chance to beat the damn thing out. Like even if he, did. yeah, if he grounds into the force, you you're right. He has a chance to beat that out, and then your run scores. Like that's that's what that's the route I would have gone. I would I understand like you know oh we want to be aggressive. That's our thing. We want to push the tempo here and all that. Well, guess what? In, in, take take a look at the situation that was today. Buzz two hits two hits on the day. You're you're not doing too much of anything. Um, when you do have that situation, then a first and third, I would not piss it away by trying to be aggressive. You know what? If he does ground into the double play, yes, it sucks. But you know what? I would live with those chances because Billy Hamilton's fast and has a potential to beat it out. That's my personal opinion on it. That's yeah, me. See, we're agreeing a lot, but I uh, 100% agree with you on it. I just that. wouldn't piss it away. That's all. Right. When, you, so, when there's so few and far between. It, it might be different if you're in, in, like, in a groove and the whole team's like, it's a fucking barn burner game. And we've been going all game and you're like really like feeling confident about it and whatever, but uh, I don't know. It just... <laughs> It pissed me off that we, you know, kind of just threw it away uh, in with that call to be aggressive there. That's just and, my my take. And within the call of being aggressive, like, is why I don't want to leave this just yet, is mm-hmm. they were waiting for it. They, like, knew it was going to happen. It was a high fastball. Catcher didn't fucking even hesitate. Yep. He, you know, like, he just, <laughs> he knew it was coming, Johnny. Yeah. And, and, like, that's why I'm saying, like, I get you want to be aggressive and stuff, but realize the situation at hand here. Realize the situation. Stevenson is waiting for him to run. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Sims is waiting for him to run. That's why they went with the high fastball that was outside, high and outside. He can gather himself and throw the runner out, and that's exactly what happened. And then he just pissed away an opportunity with a guy in Billy Hamilton. I'm not trying to hate on Billy. He's decent in the parking field, all right? But we all know he doesn't hit the ball hard. He doesn't yeah. really hit the ball. You know, he's 136 with a 208 on-base percentage. And they end up striking him out, Johnny. And, and that is where a lot of my outrage is, even more than the Tony LaRussa having Hendricks at second. And again, once we get into the the, the last uh the bottom of the inning here, we'll we'll get into that little press conference that he had. But that's why I'm so outraged. Is like there's yeah. two major questionable calls in the tent that really hampered us yeah I, I just say i hate the steel call i think that, that that's what sums it up and then it sucks you know when you see a guy like billy hamilton you just feel hopeless then after that because obviously he did what he did and he struck out so that i think that was expected and unfortunately uh the way it played out in the uh bottom of the 10th you know uh, goes against the white Sox here but t- hard, touch on the rule here because this is something that a lot of people were unsure of coming into this my, myself included so please expand on the rule tell everybody what it is so we can just clarify here on the Sox on tap post game show Absolutely. So the rule from what we understand and what is should be known is that when he didn't understand that it was a precedent runner could have went before. So that would have been the what was it that because it was a double spot switch, in right? the, the yeah. So the spot in the batting order, if, it, right. if the pitcher is the runner who would be, you know, the last out spot, which was, you know, Hendrickson for the Vaughn spot there, the place in the order before that can take that spot if it is the pitcher that was which would have been jose abreu yes that's the rule and just to read jr uh james fagan i almost gave his twitter handle and said what you could follow him at, at jr fagan of the athletic this he posted the rule for everybody to see online on twitter 
The runner placed on second base at the start of each half inning will be the player in the batting order immediately preceding that half innings leadoff hitter or a pinch runner. However, if the player in the batting order immediately preceding that half innings leadoff hitter is the pitcher, the runner placed on second base may be the player preceding the pitcher in the batting order. So with the rule, it, it tells you right there, it's plain as day. It didn't have to be Hendricks. Mm-hmm. Again, that's not what cost the Sox the game. Yeah. The outrage comes to me is the smugness of Larusa after the fact. Yeah, just not not knowing the rule. That's that's your job, like you said. You, when, when before we, when we were gathering ourselves, Buzz, and you'd sent me the rule because I wanted to know too, and I'd said, "Well, shit, I didn't know that." It, like technicality on it before, and you're like, "That's not your job." And I was like, "Yeah, that's a good point. That's not my job. <laughs> it's right. Tony Larusa's." Yeah, it's not your job to know the rule. And then there's a lot of other scrutiny from what I was reading on Twitter and even listening to on six seventy the score on the way home um, was that you know well. Wouldn't Cairo or Cats or somebody on that on the bench yeah. know that rule? Then, as you know, the day progresses, Johnny, and you and, and more news starts to come out. It was said to them questioning Tony while the decision was made, and that he just did what he did. Now, I don't know how true that is. You and I aren't in the fucking dugout. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We're not in the clubhouse. I have no idea. But it is his job to know said rule. Yeah. And when you don't know that rule. It's like, okay, well, you went and what are you doing, man? Like, that, it, like I, I, I don't understand it in my head. I don't understand how you could be that ignorant to your job to not know that rule and then be smug with James Fagan after in the press conference and be like, oh, uh, I, guess, I guess you know the rule better than we do or I do. Like, dude, the fuck's the matter with you? Yeah. Dude, it's like you said, I, I think the outcome here, this is not the, you know, if Jose Abreu's there and they still fuck up with the Lurie thing and the, you know, Billy Hamilton oh. strikes out, but could it have been different? Maybe. And could you, you I feel like you're a little bit uh, safer having a position player, even if it is Jose Abreu out there, than a pitcher, uh, just for knowing situations better. Uh, just putting, just it all at the bottom, end of the day, it is putting yourself in the best position to win. And I think that maybe that is something that uh, could have uh, affected, you know, in, in a different way here. So I, I like don't think it's the exact difference maker here, but it's just putting yourself in the best position to win. And I would trust, in my just opinion, I would trust a baseball uh, position player rather than a pitcher, especially in the American League who doesn't run often. Right. I mean, we all know he's not a fucking barn burner on the base pass or anything, you know, but it's still not your pitcher. And, and that's an issue that he does. It's, it's not so much an issue because it didn't affect the outcome. It's more so, like I said, the issue of him not knowing the rule and him being smug about yeah. being questioned about the rule. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was just something that rubbed me the wrong way. Another thing where a lot of people are talking about is having Billy Hamilton in that situation. Yeah, Adam Eaton. Or Collins. And, and Eaton's a little banged up. Like yeah. they said, he's got a knee bruise or anything like that. So for the people that were questioning, you know, oh, well, you know, they should have had Collins in and then Eaton could have replaced, you know, Hamilton in, in the field or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Is Eaton really fucking banged up, though? Is, is that what it is? Yeah. Do they really want him to have those two off days or what? Because honestly, he just played last night. I know he's been struggling behind the plate. I get it. But or at the plate, I get it. But at the end of the day, you it's a better want, bat. It's yeah, a better he's bat. A, he's a better bat, and you want dubs, yeah. and, and especially in a chance when you had an opportunity, depending on what happens with Kansas City, to take sole possession of first place. Yeah, so I think you you have to play for that time right there. I understand, like you know, mapping down the road, and especially when these games were, uh, you know, play until it's completion and no extra inning rule and all of that. Um, you may be planning a little bit further down, like oh, if we're going to play these extra innings, we're not going to have. We're, 
you know, have to throw out, you know, pitchers and the outfielders, some, some shit like that, you know, when you're playing in a National League stadium like that. Uh, but for this one, with this, you know, it's immediate strike with this 10th inning rule here. I don't like it, but that's just what it is. So play to the rules and fucking play to win. That's my bottom line. Uh, I, I'm with you on that. So then we get into the bottom of the 10th here. Senzel singles the left, Barnhart to third, and then Winker sing, uh, single to center. That scores Barnhart, game over. So Sox end up losing off of Liam Hendricks there, which, you know, <laughs> and then you see all the hot, the $54 million hot takes. I, I get it, man. I, I understand it. I get it. But this game was just hey, piss, piss poor I, executed all around. I, I, you know, it's you'd like to think that just because you're paying a guy that much that it's just like immediate, like, no, no, you don't even think twice about it. It's just locked down, even with a guy starting on second base. You'd like to think that. But, hey, give him credit because he did uh, wiggle out of that ninth inning. So uh, I think you can go back and this game could have been lost in the ninth. We could have not even gone to the 10th, uh, you know, if he's not able to induce that ground ball uh, to the force out for Moncada for that last out in the ninth. So uh, I'm not going to go and rail on Liam Hendricks too much here. Uh, that's just me, though. Yeah, no, I'm not either. And, and again, it's just the offense wasn't hot. The TLR hate is, I think, justified a bit again because of the smugness, because of some There's... of the decisions that he makes. And I put out a tweet. You know, I usually don't get like too fucking like <laughs> I don't get too hot when it comes to Twitter, just because like, I try to always keep a level head. Like I'll throw a fucking fit down here. I'll throw a pillow or a like, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll spin kick one of my kids or something. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> you know, like it, it, it's just. Again, the smugness rubbed me the wrong way. And yeah. if you if you don't know the rule, and I've questioned this higher from the beginning, and I, I've been very consistent with that. Me and Steve talked about it on Monday when we did the uh, Luis Robert uh, injury show, uh, which is just depressing to say out loud, really. But, you know, I think that this is my, I mean, we can get into it in another episode. This is going to be like a one and done. It, it just seems like sometimes Tony thinks he knows so much, like that he fucking refuses to either adapt or understand things and that's what pisses mm -hmm. me off it's yeah. my way or the highway like he really does believe like i'm a hall of famer fuck you dude i know what i'm doing and obviously you didn't know a rule which means you don't know what you're doing and then the questionable decisions you made johnny we're in a spot right now missing eloy and luis robert where you cannot have yeah, it's, decisions like that affect outcomes of games it's all under a microscope all and it was already, it already was, and now it's even further. Zoom that bitch in. That, that's what just happened um, with that Luis Robert injury. That just turned that dial uh, even further. So it's going to be under a microscope. And like you said, some uh, definitely warranted criticism here that we've aired out. Um, going forward, you know, this one, unfortunately, it's a loss, but it's in the rear view. Uh, we have to move forward. We will be playing those Kansas City Royals, so that is an opportunity uh, to take you know uh, take a lead over them because it will be head to head. I'm sure they have at least a game today and uh, probably. I don't know. I have to look at their schedule and see if they have one tomorrow before White Sox come into town there uh, on Friday. But going forward, um, let's do a fucking coaching staff uh, whole rundown of the rule book and make your little cheat sheet of, uh, OK, this is a situation that we need to do like this and that. And like it sucks that it got to this point, Buzz. I agree with you. So it's not inexcusable. But going forward, this isn't going to be the last 10th inning game that you play. This is going to be the last extra inning game the White Sox play in 2021. And if they keep the rule around going forward in the future, either way, there's just be a general thing there and Miguel Cairo can man it or whatever since he's a bench coach sitting there on the bench uh fucking have it up handy and be like okay so we can use this guy here especially in a situation like this which is a little quirky the National League Stadium uh, and the pitchers batting here so. right no I definitely agree with you that de definitely a meeting needs to happen and uh you know 
I don't want to act like the world's burning down, and I, I try to like. Not... Just, uh, Buzz, I think it's not. I think it's just more my my thing is that it's under a more zoomed in microscope now. Everything. Well, you're you're right because I mean, think about think about like watching the MLB Network, brother. Like in in the off season when we hired Tony Larusa, like we we weren't really talking about like they were talking about the talent on the team, but what was more in focus? It was Tony Larusa coming out of retirement, all this stuff. So, and especially in today, Johnny. When you play an 1130 game for everybody to see because you're the only baseball game going right now, it's 10 times more fucking looked at. Now, it's 10 times more there. It's like right in front of your face, no matter what fan of what team you are. If you're a baseball fan, you knew what was going on. That's an early game. That's what people are going to be watching. And just for some shit like that to happen, it's just like, of course. It's embarrassing. It's it embarrassing. fucking embarrassing. Johnny. Fucking embarrassing. Where's the garbage can? I need to kick it. Come on, bring it. Bring it. Remember when <laughs> I did that last year during a Sox on time? I kicked the shit out of it. I don't know what happened to that one. I'm so, I'm, so, I'm so like scared to get up and get my garbage can because it's like about five feet to my left, but these headphones are probably only going to give, even if I take one out, only going to give like me like three and a half feet. So I would definitely yank my microphone over and we'd be dealing with some technical difficulties here. So there you go. I got Give it a punt. Give it a punt, Buzz. Uh, fucking embarrassing. There fucking we go. Embarrassing. <laughs> fucking embarrassing. <laughs> I think it's time to move on to, uh, uh, to this weekend, Buzz. Unfortunately, like I mentioned, uh, it sucks to lose this one, but it is in the rear view now. There's the you know the only way we can go is forward, and that's what the White Sox have to do: refocus uh, and, and come out and, for the love of God, hit the ball this weekend against Kansas City. I know they have some starters uh, who are figuring out. You know, Duffy has been really solid. And I don't know that it's still TBD for Friday's matchup, uh, so we don't know that who's going to be there. But they, they've had some guys, some young guys uh, that are bringing it there. But either way, you just got to figure it out and, and hit the ball. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's the bottom line. Two hits a day ain't getting the job done. Uh, you know, the only few walks on top of that four walks on top of that that's just not first of all not enough runners on base and then obviously not enough execution when guys are on base since the only two guys uh, that had hits were at the top of the order there so the guys getting on were lower in the order and yes money grandal's three walks so uh, that's just got to change going forward i mean i don't know how else to say it but that's not like literally coach here hit the fucking ball right you gotta fucking figure it out okay and, and get it done um so in uh what we we're talking about before with kansas city they're currently in a four game set with Cleveland, Kansas city has lost three games in a row. Okay. They play tonight at seven ten, So I'll, I'll definitely be watching good, that. Good. It's, it's very good. Okay? It's not bad. Okay? It's very good. Okay? And so they play at uh seven ten tonight. And then they play at one ten tomorrow okay. to close out the series. Then on Friday, they have the white Sox, and that'll be a seven ten PM start. And that's, uh, that's in Kansas city. Yes. And they have released, at least on ESPN, they have okay. released the starters. So that'll be uh, Brad Keller, who's two and three with an 8.06. Timmy's ERA. looking at his chops. Oh, man, I can't wait. I want to see a bat flip so badly, bro. Oh, in and their park, too. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. I'd, I'd be so stoked. Uh, he's gone 22 and a third. He's lit up 36 hits on the season. He's only struck out 16. He's walked 12. He's let up four long balls. He's going up against Carlos. Rodon. That's what it says on here. Yeah. I think that's wrong. I think that's you wrong. Think it's wrong. Yeah, because when I looked earlier, I thought it was. I thought it was, maybe it is Rodon, Lynn, and Giolito. Maybe that's what it is. I'll I'll, I'll dig Rod- into it. But MLB.com says Rodon as well. So okay, so yeah, it should be Rodon that because I know I saw Lynn and Giolito too as um in a tweet earlier. But yeah, so Rodon's been fucking fire. I mean, the back end of our rotation's been pretty goddamn solid recently all year, really. Even Dylan Cease is fucking figuring it out. So pretty good. But uh, Rodon's 4-0 with a .72 ERA. You heard me correctly. 25 innings pitched. He's only let up seven hits. He's struck out 36 
walked nine, only one long God. ball off of him. The, those stats are so I love hearing that. And for if it couldn't happen to a better guy, and I'll I'll eat all the shit in the world uh for you know uh what I said. I, I would have moved on and went with a more proven option this offseason. If I was playing, this is just me playing armchair GM, I would have done that because you know the, there's the injury history there too. I'm not saying injury should rule a guy out completely, but you wanted a little more stability going into a competing season. So just keep making me eat my words, Lowe's. I'll eat every single one of them that come back to me. I, I love it. I love being wrong, Buzz. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I'm a, I've been a Lowe's guy. I got his bobblehead sitting over here in the Buzz Cave. I, I love Carlos Rodon. I'm glad that it's working out for him. And if there's anybody, like I said, we're not, it's not like we're off track. Like the Sox are six and four in their last 10. Okay. It's like, it's not like we're off track. That's not what it is. But after today's performance, which you can't really fucking, you know, blame the pitching because it was obviously pretty goddamn good yeah. you know one run in fucking 10 innings is pretty fucking good baseball um it's really good baseball but having carlos rodon come out hopefully these guys learn from this today you know and and they turn it around against kansas city who's sitting atop first place right now at 16 and 12 we'll see what happens with them tonight maybe they'll lose maybe the Sox will tie that and if i'm not mistaken johnny i'm looking it up now but the uh if the indians win they're also going to be 16 and 13. So if the if the Indians yep. win tonight, it's going to be a three-way tie for first place between the Royals, the White Sox, and the Indians. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's wild. And I mean, you know, it, I've, I've had I still have reservations about Kansas City. I don't know if they're built for the long term, but for right now, they're in it. So that's what you need to focus on. And we're focusing on this right now, this upcoming three game weekend set in Kansas City, White Sox Royals. So, you know what? L let them play out because, like you said, they have a game tonight. They have a game on Thursday afternoon. Let them play that out. Whatever it may be, chips on the table. White Sox will know their situation coming in. I know we're, we're watching standings probably, uh, you know, a little bit closer, uh, especially since it's the first time it's fun to do so for the White Sox in a while, uh, you know, before outside, obviously last year too. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll be watching it close. They'll know what they'll have to do uh, going in. So um, I just hope the proper adjustments are made. And I, I just want to see some string together of hits. And then first of all, more runs equals more fun. And then also it's a little momentum building in the clubhouse too. It, it's, you know, they say hitting is contagious. I fully believe that. You can't quantify that. You can't go and fucking, you know, part, part of that too can be on a pitcher that's having a bad day, whatever. Um, I believe hitting is contagious just from playing youth baseball and high school baseball growing up. Uh, the, the boys are just buzzing in the dugout when you're stringing them together and, and getting things done. And even if you're not hitting the long ball, as long as you're manufacturing some runs along the way, um, I think it goes a long way for team confidence overall. Buzz. So that's what I want to see. Uh, get, get that morale back up um, because it was obviously rolling on Tuesday night. Like that, that was good shit. Nine. Like that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. It gets you rolling. Like, and even with the, like the whole shit storm that's like brewing right now with everything that transpired today, we do, we, we should take a step back and realize that the Cincinnati Reds have been one of the best offenses and not only the NL, but the MLB. And we held them to one run in a two-game set in their house. That feels good. I mean, it does. It sucks that we don't come away with the W today, but it does feel good. So, I mean, I'm I'm not worried about uh, what our pitchers are doing outside of, you know, our concerns that we talked about, about Keuchel. And he had a great game today in Giolito, who is going to figure it out. We know he will. He's going to be fine. Um, keep the bats consistent. That's what you need to do. And, again, step up. And even though it hasn't been sexy with a home run or RBI doubles or whatever from Yaz, he's getting on base and getting on base is better than fucking not. So, yeah. you know, bring it into the Kansas city series, regroup, refocus, 
hit the goddamn ball, let Los do what he's been doing, and you're going to walk away with the W. Yeah, so um, I need to end this with a meatball take, Buzz. My, my last little bit here that I had. A meatball take, especially I haven't been on since the Robert injury occurred. Um, so this is all, this is straight up meatball. Um, make a trade tomorrow. Get, get an outfielder, get, get a legitimate bat. Make a trade tomorrow. Um, so first of all, we can put, we get some, you know, production in this lineup and a bat that you feel good about there instead of Billy Hamilton and Larry Garcia all the time. Um, so get, get that squared away. So you fill a hole because uh, you still need to be competitive. I know these guys, oh, they're going to come back in uh, uh, August or September or whatever. You don't know exactly when that's going to be. You need to stay competitive until then. make a fucking trade tomorrow. I don't give a shit. Send your like prospects that from single A or whatever that people are, you know, busting their nut over. Um, go and send some of them away and get a legitimate bat in here because this is win now mode. So that's my meatball take of the day to end socks on tap for me. I don't really feel like it was such a meatball of a take though. Just fucking do it. Just do it. Do it tomorrow. So we have them for Kansas city. That's Brian my, Goodwin. That's doesn't do ask. it for you, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like that, see, that's another thing. It's like, oh, it's like, <laughs> like, like whenever like you kind of like scout these guys out and it's like, Oh, this could be a nice depth piece and whole placeholder and fuck a placeholder. Let's just get a legitimate guy in here. Fuck. I had I had mentioned, of course, you know, I mentioned you seal Puy because I of was, course I was, naturally, but like I was even like saying like trying to trade for somebody, and it's very early in the season. Typically in the MLB, you don't see that. In a lot of sports, you really don't see early movement. Not even in the NBA, you don't really see that until trade deadline hits. And same with football, which is fucking just terrible with the with the trade deadline trade during the season, regardless. But I told Steve, I'm like, you have to be aggressive, and even if you can only like land a right fielder, because I think he brought up Gallo, and I was like, oh, I'm fucking move. Eat in the center. I was like, think outside the box. Like, you know, I know he didn't do great in 15 over there, but still, why not try something just to bolster up your lineup a tad bit here? No, because at the end of your lineup, it's not so sexy anymore when you don't have Luis Robert in it and you don't have like Eloy's obviously hasn't been here all year. And you're looking at your eight and nine because Madrigal's moved up now since Luis Robert's been hurt. And you're looking at eight and nine being Lurie and, uh, and Billy Hamilton or maybe Mendick. Or, or something and you're just kind of like oh oh yeah. shit you know just, so I, it doesn't, doesn't strike as much fear with Luis robert either. obviously eloy's a big bat to lose no doubt about that i think tony said you know you're missing arguably your best bat from the lineup uh back when that happened but you know we knew that coming in the season so we're like okay we can ride this out and they, you know played okay april uh, not not shitting on that uh but you know when you lose Luis robert here and we're only a couple games into this you know loss of here uh, i think you're going to feel it more down the stretch and unfortunately you're going to have some more of these games if you don't make a move uh sooner rather than later so i would say f- fuck the norm this is not normal because first of all, COVID makes it the irregular season. And second of all, the injuries that have piled up already uh, this early, usually you'd kind of, I feel like, I don't know, uh, if you're doing that, sometimes they kind of conveniently strike, if that's a weird way to say, closer to the trade deadline after guys maybe got a little worn out or did, you know, overextended a little bit in like the dog days when you're getting into them in like mid-June or something like that. So it makes more sense because you're closer to the trade deadline. Fuck it. It happened now. Just fucking pull the trigger. Do it. Rick on, get it done. And then you, the analytics guys and the coaching staff all work together. Figure out how the fuck to get them on the field. But let's get some more pop in this lineup. Meatball yeah. take. Done. That's all I've got for the show, Buzz. <laughs> 100% agree. You got to pick the click, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we need, we need to pick this click. Um, I'll go with Nicky Madrigal. Uh, he, that guy, he was one of the two who got a hit today. I know Timmy did too. Um, but I, it's been a little bit since I've been on here, and Nick Madrigal such a consistent one. I feel like I can hit right away uh, when I come back on that with him. So I'll go with Madrigal. I'm gl- uh, did you tweet out our picks to click today? I did not. I was good, good. Just remember, I took Billy Hamilton. So I'm Ooh, glad yikes. You- <laughs> yikes. Yeah, that was probably a good one to not. Uh, yeah, I was I was tied up before, and I was like, oh, shit. You know, the, the 1130 start crept up, 
crept up on me too. I'm like editing something and I go and look and I was like, Oh, well shit. The first pitch just happened like five minutes ago. So I'm a little late on this, but all right. Well, well thank you. <laughs> thank you for not doing that. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to take Tim Anderson because he was the other guy that had a hit today and it's Brad Keller. And I want to see, I want to see a Brad fucking Keller. Hit. Yeah. I want to see a bad flip and I want to see Keller get all butthurt again. So that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, see Salvi try to be a big man behind the plate too. And I, it's like, I, I'd love to see it. Cause I would love know. to see your Mercedes come up there when he's trying to be a tough guy and just fuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We need that dude. We need a heavyweight bout between Salvi Perez and Yerman Mercedes. I'd love to see that. That'd be great. Some, uh, you know, baseball UFC crossover, some shit like that. So put my money on your mean. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The tank Yermanator can't, can't, you can't fucking move that guy. <laughs> hell nah. Hell nah. All right. Well, that's, that's all I got. Is that all yep. you got, man? Yeah, that's it, man. All right. Well, everybody be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at socks on tap at on tap sportsnet. Five-star rating and review anywhere you can listen to the podcast because you can listen to us there. Check out Grandstand. Follow them on socials, GrandstandSocks, GrandstandSocks.com. And if you're by the ballpark, go to Grandstand. Go buy yourself a cool-ass White Sox jersey, hat, shirt, whatever you need they got at Grandstand. White Sox forever. White Sox forever.